Hey guys, I want to thank you for joining us for another one of our Wednesday devotionals. We've been hitting a lot on praise and I'm kind of coming to the conclusion and I want to transfer, you know, transition from praise into worship. But before I do that, I want to hit on the proper approach to God's presence. Because when we enter into praise, when we begin to enter into worship, we are coming into the presence of God. You know, the scripture tells us that God inhabits the praises of our people, you know, the praises of Israel. God inhabits our praises. That means he, he lives in, he dwells in, he rests in, he comes into our praises. That's his presence. But there's something we need to understand is that there is a proper way to approach God's presence. You know, sometimes as Christians, we just want to come into worship or, you know, willy nilly, however we feel like it, do what we want to do and that kind of stuff. And we've got to understand that there's a certain order and a certain structure that God has set up through the word of God found in the Bible on how we're supposed to properly approach his presence because he is a holy God. He is a good God. You know, he protects his presence. The Bible talks about guard, like angels, cherubim surrounding his throne, you know, protecting his presence from different things. You know, and we've got to understand that there's a certain way we engage with his presence, that we enter into his presence and that we commune with God. And he gives us a great illustration through the tabernacle. You know, that was the whole purpose of the tabernacle when God set it up in the Old Testament was to teach the children of Israel how to have fellowship, how to have communion, how to have relationship with God, how to be able to enter into his presence. Now, some people might ask, well, once Jesus died on the cross, didn't he do away with the tabernacle? Like we don't need the tabernacle anymore. You know, that's the answer to that question is kind of like, yes and no. Like, yes, there is definitely Jesus did do away with a lot of things with the tabernacle and no, because there were lots of types and shadows, teachings and instruction that are still relevant today when it comes to approaching God. You know, the things that Jesus changed when he came and died on the cross, you know, was that he tore the veil in two within the inner, the inner, inner court, the, separating the inner court from the Holy of Holies. When he tore this veil in two, he was saying, anyone can come into my presence. Because beforehand, only the high priest could enter into the Holy of Holies and only the priests could enter into the inner courts. So it was only a select group of people that were able to enter into the full presence of God, so to say. But once Jesus died on the cross, he tore that veil. So now anybody can come into God's presence. You know, anyone, any, any nationality, any, any background, because he's made us clean. He's made us holy. He's made us righteous through Christ Jesus. But, you know, even though anybody can enter, we still have to go through the proper ways to enter. You, you, you can't break down the back wall and come in from the side or, you know, try to make your own way, your own approach towards God. There is a specific way to approach God, which we can see through the tabernacle. You know, so instead of his presence, when, when, when Jesus, you know, came for us, he made us his tabernacle. You know, each person is a temple of God. That means God's presence can rest directly on you. It can flow from you. It can, uh, he can dwell with you. He can commune with you. He can abide with you. You know, we can abide with him. It's not separated to one chamber in a room in one temple. He's able to come and be inside of us and, and we can experience him on a personal level. That's what Jesus did. He basically made the tabernacle, not just the building anymore, but he made us a way to in, 
to, to come to God, to come to God personally and experience his presence. So the first way we enter into the presence of God, the first step, you know, if you go through the tabernacle, you have to enter the gate. So in order to enter into the outer courts, because you have the outer court and you have the inner court. And today I'm just going to talk about the outer court. Next, next broadcast, I'll hit on the inner court and then I'm going to transition more into explaining and talking about worship. Because when you go into the inner courts, into the Holy of Holies, that is a way of entering into the worship. There's a transition between praise and worship. And I want to show you guys the transition and the difference. So first thing we do is we enter into his gates. That's the first part of entering into the tabernacle is through the main gate, the east entrance to the outer courts. The Bible tells us through scripture that through the relationship with Jesus, we're able to enter into the courts. You know, through knowing Jesus, through having relationship with Jesus, through being saved, through salvation, we're able to enter in through the gate. You know, John 10, 9 says, I am the door. If anyone enters through me, he will be saved and he will go in and out and find pasture. John 14, 6, Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth and the life. And no one comes to the father except through me. So the first part when it comes to entering into the presence of God is number one is having relationship with God, knowing God, knowing Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You've got to have that. You've got to have the blood. You've got to have the covenant. You've got to have his righteousness in order to enter into the gates through Jesus, you know, through the sacrifice of the cross. The next thing it talks about in Psalms 104, when we enter his gate, it says, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. So when we do that, it says we enter into his courts with praise and thanksgiving. That's why when we praise God, it's always praise first and then worship. Because before we can enter into worship, we have to enter into praise. It won't work the other way around. Praise is the beginning, praise with thanksgiving. The next thing is we have to enter with faith. Hebrews 11.1 1 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. When we begin to enter his gates, when we begin to enter into praise, we are praising in faith, expecting to experience God, expecting to feel his presence, expecting to see him move, expecting to have communion with him. That's all a part of faith. It's that expectation. It's that swelling up. It's that excitement of what's to come. So you have that when you enter into the gates. You have to have a relationship with Jesus. You have to have praise and you have to enter with faith. The next part when you go into entering into the presence of God, the next step, which we can see laid out in the tabernacle, is with the sacrifice of praise. Because after you enter into the gates, the next thing people would come to would be the brazen altar. Now, with the tabernacle and the setup of it, the altar was where the atonements were made. That's where they make the animal sacrifices, you know, that would cover the sins and the atonement for people. See, Jesus was the full atonement for us. So when we accept him as our Lord and Savior, we have the atonement, the blood poured out already for our sins. So we can offer instead of, you know, an animal sacrifice or something like that, what we offer is an offer of praise, you know, a sacrifice of praise. Because the offering a sacrifice is when we 
approach God in an action of willingness and obedience, laying our flesh, our desires, our cares, our worries, all of that down before God and praising Him. So we're taking all of ourselves, putting all of our cares, all of our worries, all of those things, putting them on the side and praising God. And that's a sacrifice because we come in willingly. We come in obedient. We lay it down and say, God, I'm going to praise you. I'm going to forget about all this stuff. I'm not going to worry about this stuff right now. And I'm going to praise your name. You know, Hebrews 13, 15, it says, Through him then, let us continually offer to God the sacrifice of praise. So we can see there that the Bible says praise is a form of sacrifice, which is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. Romans 12, 1, it says, I urge you therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service of worship. So when we come to God and we present ourselves before him and we praise him and we lay ourselves down, we lay our pride down, we lay all the cares down, we lay all those worries down and just focus on him and praise him and his goodness. That is a reasonable service of worship. It's a sacrifice to God. That is a form of worship. And, you know, it's a sacrifice because sometimes it's not always comfortable. I know previously we talked about how praise requires participa participation. It's loud. You've got to sing. You've got to shout. You've got to clap your hands. All of those things are part of praise. And sometimes it's not comfortable. But when we come willingly and we engage in those things and we do sing and we do praise, we do clap our hands, we do jump. When you do those things, that's the sacrifice because you say, you know, even though it feels uncomfortable to my flesh, I'm laying it down. I'm going to praise God anyways. You know, just as David said, he said, I'll become even more undignified than this because he was laying his flesh down, his pride down, and he was lifting up God. And that's a sacrifice to the Lord. Another thing when it comes to the next step to entering into the presence of God is a praise of purity. So after you go to the brazen altar, the next thing you enter is the brazen laver. And what or the laver and what this was useful was basically it was a big bronze bowl that they would go and they would wash themselves clean before entering into the inner courts because the priestly duty they would do the sacrifices they would get dirty and that kind of stuff so after they did that they would clean themselves in the brazen laver before entering into the inner courts of the Lord. Now the praise the brazen laver represents cleansing purifying before entering further into the presence of God. We need to understand one thing when we come to praise, when we enter into praise and the transition from praise into worship is that God is a holy God. In Leviticus 27, it says, Consecrate yourselves, therefore, and be holy, for I am the Lord your God. You shall keep my statutes and do them, for I am the Lord who sanctifies you. So see, God is holy and he tells us to be holy. He tells us to clean, to pure ourselves. So when we go into praise, our praise needs to be pure. It needs to be truth. Our praise must be pure in motive and it must come from our hearts. That's what pure praise is. That's what clean praise is. Something that's pure and something that's from your heart. You know, John 4, 23 through 24, it says, Yet the hour is coming and is now here when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeks to worship him. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. So he wants us to worship him in truth. And that's where the purity comes from. It comes from the purity of heart, comes from the purity of truth, comes from being real with yourself and real in the situation, you know, and worshiping God with all that you are. 
you know, you can have form and timing right. Somebody can be in the, con in, the, in the church, they can be clapping, they can be singing, they can be shouting, they can be dancing. You know, they could, they could have that, they could look right, but their heart's not. You know, if their heart's not in the praise, they're just going through the motions, I'm just going to clap my hands because everybody else is clapping, I don't want to stand out or anything like that, but their heart's not right, then it's not going to do you any good. You know, it's, it's, it's not profitable. It's not praising God. It's just a form of placating, you know, your conscience or trying to look like you're doing something or whatever. But if your heart's not in it, then it's not going to do you any good. You know, Matthew 15, 8, it says, These people draw near to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. So a proper expression of praise is not about how you feel. You know, we don't mix praise with the works of the flesh or different things like that. Well, I don't feel like praising or I want to do this or I want to do this kind of thing. No, it's not about that. It's changing your heart motivation and saying, I'm going to be true with how I praise God. I'm going to praise him with all that I am. I'm going to praise him, you know, and, and sometimes you have to tell yourself to praise him. So we worship with praise and truth and our hearts cannot be contaminated by the division of thought. And I think sometimes this is a hard thing for a lot of people when they come in to enter, you know, to praise God as they get, they start thinking about other things. Like you'll be there singing or you'll be there clapping your hands or whatever, but in your mind you're thinking about what you're going to make for dinner or, you know, what happened the other day or how, how, how are you making sure you're making it on work on time or, you know, whatever, everything else that can possibly go on through your mind. So you're thinking all of that, but you're you're not thinking on God. That's a divided thought. That's a divided mind. And you can't enter into purity of heart with a divided mind when it comes to praise. You got to make sure that we have true praise, praise with no motive other than to honor, uplift, uplift and declare our love and thanksgiving to God. Another thing we need to make sure we do is, you know, don't sing one thing and do another. This is what you'll see, you know, people, oh, I'll clap my hands with joy, but you're not clapping. You're standing there, you know, with your hands by your side. So it's like, if you're gonna sing things, make sure you pay attention to what you're singing. Mean it with your heart, participate in it. Clap your hands if you're singing about clapping. Jump if you have parts that say, I'm jumping with joy. You know, even if you can't jump, do like a little bounce or something, but engage in what you're singing and praising God with so it doesn't become, basically a lie, you know? It's, you're basically saying, oh God, I'll clap my hands to honor you, but you don't clap your hands. It's like, well, are you, do you really mean it or do you not mean it, you know? And the last part of, you know, coming into having a pure heart before God is we've got to have humility of spirit. So we have to seek God with our whole heart. Our whole heart is our soul, our mind, and our spirit. It's everything within you. So you're fully focused on God. You're fully focused on praise. You're fully focused on entering in because you want to have a pure heart before you, before you when it comes to praise. You know, Psalms 42, one through two gives a great example of wanting and having a full desire for nothing but God. When David says, as a deer pants after the water brooks, so my soul pants after you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When will I come and appear before God? So he's seeing how much his soul, his spirit, how much he desires to be with God, how much he can't live without him. It's like, I thirst for you. I have to have you. You know, you're the life source. All I want is to be with you. All I'm thinking about is when I can be with you, when I can spend time with you, when I commune with you. You know, when will I come before God? 
So he shows where his heart's coming from. And that's what we've got to do when we come into praise is we've got to have the right heart motivation, the pure purity of heart. And those are the, you know, the main first steps when it comes to entering into the order of God. You know, next week I'm going to talk about the inner court and that goes more into worship and the transition from praise into worship. I really hope this helped you guys see things a little clearer and that these teachings will help you understand praise more, will help you understand worship more, the importance of them and how we can approach God and experience his presence in our life through praise and worship. Thank you for listening today and God bless you.